to the Better Me Podcast. I am your host, Jen, and just a friendly reminder, I'm merely a curious girl looking for a platform to chat, learn, and dish. I'm not a professional therapist or claim to be an expert. Also, in every episode, I can't assure you this is at all appropriate for children, so be aware of that when starting to listen. And with that, let's work on being a better me. I can't tell you how much I appreciate your ratings and reviews. All the five-star ratings have me so excited, and I just thank you, thank you, thank you. I got some great reviews in the last couple weeks, and I just wanted to shout out to those people. Uh, Awesome podcast, says Rocket on the Moon. Great content and fun conversations. Looking forward to listening to more of these. Thank you, Rocket on the Moon. That was awesome. Thank you so, so much. Becca Co writes, great skincare tips, enjoyable and educational info about skincare. Thanks, Felicity and Jen. And that was from our skincare episodes. Thank you so much, Becca. And we've got another one here from Loves to Chat. It says, Better Me Podcast Review. Just listen to the Better Me Podcast. Very real and down to earth advice on a variety of topics. The host sounds like someone I could imagine chatting up over a cup of coffee. Looking forward to more episodes. Thank you so much, Loves to Chat. I really, really appreciate all the ratings and reviews, and I truly appreciate when you follow me on Instagram at Better Me Podcast. I love getting emails from everybody, and I look forward to many more. So thank you so much. Welcome back to the Better Me Podcast. I am your host, Jen, and today on this episode, I am welcoming my guest, Lindsay, or Boo Boo, depending on how you know her. I know her as Boo Boo, and calling her Lindsay gives me hives. I don't like it. No one does. So, hi, Boo Boo. Hi, Jen. (laughs) So, uh, Boo Boo is my cousin. And um, she's my younger cousin, but I thought it would be really fun to sit down and talk to her today about our childhood and growing up together and just some fun stuff today. So why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself? You can say your real name too. Okay. Well, I can say boo-boo because that is literally what everyone knows me as. So I'm fine with that. I accepted that a long time ago. (laughs) Um, I am 43. I have four kids, one of whom just got married this summer. Crazy. And the youngest who just started high school last week. So it's a big change for me. Yeah. Um, I have been a stay-at-home mom their whole lives, other than some waitressing when they were young, uh, but for the most part, I've just been home. I do a little bit of office work, but not a ton. I just work a couple hours a week at home, and other than that, I've just 
been around for my kids. Um, Which is an awesome job to have. Three out of four of them homeschooled. That's a big job. Um, however, once they hit high school, uh, it wasn't a huge job. I know my limitations, <laughs> and we used tutors once they hit high school. So it wasn't too much other than facilitating and a lot of running around. Because but who the hell can remember what you learned in high school? Nothing. And as I told my daughter, who's a freshman now this week, um, I took algebra four years in a row. <laughs> so four years yes. in a row. She came home from school last week, and she said, Mom... There's a sophomore in my math class, and I said, "That was me. I was a senior <laughs> in my math class with freshmen. So that was me. So there's no teaching, <laughs> just facilitating. So that's, that's I can me. relate. Math was never my strong yeah. suit. Nothing was my strong suit <laughs> in high school. Whole Mac. Yeah, actually, Lola said something last week. Um, I don't even remember what it was. And she said, Mom, you probably don't remember that. You were probably high during that. Oh, yeah. And, and you're I, like, well, probably. I, actually, I was. Probably. So that was my advice to her going into high school was, like, just stay sober. Yeah. That's well, what you're going to want to do. I mean, during do classes. Class. Oh, during classes. During classes. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. You have to. You're not um, going to want to smoke pot on the way this, to school. Yeah. It's never a good way to graduate. So <laughs> I just snuck by on that one. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I didn't have a ton of advice for her going into high school. That was about it. Well, mm-hmm. I think that's why probably you and I connected at that time, too, is, you know, even though you were the same age as my sister, she was always very cerebral and academic, mm-hmm. and she couldn't really relate to us where it was like socializing was a major part of our high school experience very much (laughs) um so we might as well just start there I mean as far as uh our well we'll start out with our childhood so our childhood was really fun in my opinion I think it was so great. Well, and especially because I didn't have a great home life, like with my dad, um, coming to your house was like the best thing ever. Which is really funny because, I mean, I think it's all perspective. Um, Certainly not um, minimizing, you know, your experience, but it's just funny. I was thinking when you had your mom and you were talking to her, just how many experiences I had at your house. Right. Because for me, just coming to your house was so fun and so enjoyable, but just because I was spending time with you guys. Right. Um, and so I think it was just, you know, the company that you're in makes a huge, huge difference. It had a huge impact on my life. Well, and I think, too, that when you came to my house, my dad was on his best behavior. Oh, of course. But I remember even... Little things like, um, you know, when you were talking about just the money and, and yeah. groceries and stuff like that. And I remember specifically you guys having this little can of nacho cheese. And <laughs> I remember eating it and you being, you like, rationing me. This has got to last for the week. And I remember that. I remember being like, I'm sorry. I was just having a snack. 
And that was, I mean, we were on a budget, you know, and that was hammered into me. Yep. Like, well, remember when you ate my dad's peach? I do. It was one peach, you ate it, and he never let you free. No, never. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, well, I still have a phobia about peaches. <laughs> I'm sure things were probably not much different in your house either, though, as far as like, you know, budgeting. You know. And you know what's funny about that is I think that you, um, I think that you can look back and have a hard time remembering some things, um, but if you have like a healthy perspective on focusing on the good. Right. Um, I, which is sometimes easier to do, um, than others, but I can have a tendency, especially having my daughter start high school in the school I went to. Right. That's been really like a lot of flashbacks for me walking through the halls with her and, um, going through just, just a lot of memories. Um, How but crazy. being really really poor in a really affluent area right was very difficult yes and so it's just she has such a different experience than I did and I'm so glad for that but I think that it's um it it forms who you are well it's very character building and you wonder too like are your kids going to get you know, a strong character mm-hmm. when they don't have to suffer. So I think that, you know, parenting, her, because <laughs> they have such a different life. Right. And I think that is a tendency, well, I know it is of me, is I want to just give, 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 yeah. give. Give them everything that I ever wanted. Which is not healthy. It's not. No. And But it is totally what I do. And so I think that I definitely try to also then focus on always being super intentional with them about where their hearts are at. We right. talk all the time about where their hearts are at. Right. So, but my, um, my childhood was very different. I, I mean, my younger years, we grew up on a farm that had no electricity and no running water. Right. And then I remember... Know, getting electricity but still having no running water yeah. I remember having friends over when I was younger and then literally asking like how do I go to the bathroom and you know there was a ton of embarrassment that came with that and there was you know it was hugely humbling um, right but well, yet I can remember so many amazing memories right of the farm I think we all do I mean my dad oh, made totally. the rope swing in the pond, and that you oh, know that rope swing. I mean, there's nothing like that. It's amazing. I've tried to explain that to people, and <laughs> it's hard to explain. Yeah. Well, that and the fact that would you have ever let your own children do Never. something like that? Never. This rope swing was on the top of like the, the tallest, roof. tallest mm-hmm. tree. Basically, you climbing on the roof. Literally, a ladder going up to the roof. I mean, if you think about that, jumping off the roof. Like this super thick rope attached to the tree with like a wooden seat. Mm-hmm. And not only did we use mm-hmm. it individually, mm-hmm. but then we decided to do double Double, jump. <laughs> double, double jumps. Thus how I broke my arm. Yes. I my, no, we were trying a triple jump yes, that day. my brother... Totally peer pressuring me into it and crying <laughs> as I jumped off the roof because I knew something bad was coming. 
And then at, my mom was napping at the time. And then him, uh, after us, trying to cover it up, to convince me not to wake up mom and tell her as your arm saying, is literally hanging. Be brave, boo boo. Be brave. Be brave. <laughs> I still think of that sentence to the day, to this day. Be brave, boo. Be brave. Be brave. Like I, but it's broken. <laughs> I'm trying. Oh my yeah. gosh, how mm-hmm. insane. So, I mean, there were so many amazing memories, too. Right. And I think that when I look at those and I think of those, I'm like, gosh, I would kill to give my kids some of that stuff. Right. Just the things but there's, that But there's, I mean, you would just be so afraid. Oh my gosh. I would be afraid today to do that. My mom used to let me drive her car without it's a driver's crazy. license. It's crazy. <laughs> Without going to driver's I knew how to drive before I went to driver's ed. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Well, your brother used to drive to school yeah. without a driver's license. Granted, I don't and think that was up. with my parental uh, permission. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they didn't actually let him do that. Uh, but I think about, like, just, yeah, the amount of things that I did as a kid. Inside. I remember going through driver's ed and my dad... Taking me um, for behind the wheel, for lack of a better term, with him, and he used it as a day of bar hopping. Oh, literally, my God. because then I was the DD. You were the DD. I was the DD. I'll never forget. <laughs> we went out to Cambria. We went all over the place, and I was the DD. It was oh, great. That's fantastic. It was great. Mm-hmm. Very yeah, different times time. have changed. Very different time of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, so we'll just roll right into our teens and early 20s then. Um, So we're three years apart, and so I was selling cars, and you were a senior in high school. Yep. And we would go to bars. I think I was still a junior in high school at that point. Were you a junior? Yeah. Okay, that's even better. Yep, I was. So I got to thinking about this the other day, and I thought... What a shit influence I was. Oh my gosh. Like, I should have been old enough to realize that I should not be picking you up to go to the bar. And we didn't even have fake IDs. We just, like, used the fact that we were young and blonde to get in. It worked every time. It worked sure every time. You could. The bar owner had a crush on you Johnny and B. wanted to take Johnny you on a B. date. Johnny B. <laughs> Yeah. In fact, I'm pretty sure that he unzipped his pants and flashed himself at me, if I recall. I would would not doubt it. was going commando. (laughs) I definitely remember that from behind the box. Not doubt Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, those are some crazy times. times. I would come pick you up, and you'd be, like, in a mini skirt and telling your dad you were going to the library. library. (laughs) (laughs) And who, who, who believes that? Well, and why did he think that I was going to the library? I was like 20. You are a great person to be driving <laughs> me like that. I'm so kind of you. So kind of you. Oh. oh. And then you had to ask him for money. Yeah. And I think you told him it's because they had vending machines. And you need a cover charge. <laughs> library. <laughs> need a cover charge. times uh during the week so there was no bouncer at the door right and then um had met johnny (laughs) and then 
went there on the weekend when there was a bounce. Yeah, we were <laughs> trying to turn us away <laughs> when Johnny walked in front of the door, and that was the point that it was Johnny. Johnny! <laughs> oh, come on, in, girl! And we went. <laughs> I remember also. We being would also turn poor. Yeah, and so. Um, playing pool or darts or really just chatting up anyone who could buy us shots. Oh, for sure. Using those short skirts uh, for all they were worth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I worked. mean, we yeah, it worked. I remember, though, discussing, too, what we were going to order in the car. <laughs> <laughs> because we had to be sure that we sounded mature enough when we got there. Like, we knew what we were talking about. And <laughs> yes, I know where this is going. Then yes. you had asked me, I I like white wine. Yes. Which one do I order? I and I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember the difference between Chardonnay and Cabernet. Yes. Yeah. So, so you, you told me Cab. I told you Cab, and then mm. you had to drink a full glass mm-hmm. of red wine. And I remember at one point taking a drink of it with a smile on my face <laughs> and looking at you under my breath saying, this tastes like shit. What are you doing? <laughs> and it was horrible. Oh. But uh, those were good times. So like, I drank it. This was the only $4 I had. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess this I'm just This just went down off. the tubes. <laughs> yes. Oh, it was so good. So oh, good. Yeah, those are some good times. And then, um, I'm not proud to say, it was whoever could walk. Could drive. Could drive home. Yeah, that's frightening. It is frightening. I I mean, when you think about that now. Well, there was no, like, Uber or anything nope. like that, so there really wasn't a choice. We were just Plus, I had stupid. To get I had to get you home in time for Ten o'clock. <laughs> and so. I remember Johnny asking us to stay one night, and I'm like, I've got work tomorrow. <laughs> i got to get up really early for work tomorrow, so i got to get going. Like, Hurry up, Jen. Curfew. So bad. Yep. So bad. Yep. And we were young and dumb. And so dumb. Just I mean, thank God. Thank God nothing, nothing ever happened yep. to us. But, um, yeah. yeah, well, your mom worked nights, so she yep. was none the wiser. Oblivious. They yeah. were oblivious. Um, so what do you think, uh, why do you think that we didn't turn into a bunch of derelicts? Like, having not a lot of parameters, yeah. you know, and, and making those stupid choices, it's like, where did that kind of make a turn that we were like, okay, well, now we're going to be good. Which is funny because, I mean, I would say, like, by the time I graduated, I was out of that. I was... Well, you had met your husband. Right. And so that's why I knew that it was junior year, because senior year I was dating him. Okay. And, I mean, I still, like, smoked pot before school every day, but, (laughs) I mean, that just kept me mellow. Right. That wasn't, uh, you know, I but I the partying, like... I got that out of my system, and I really don't know what changed that, but I feel like I was definitely, I grew out of that. Um, I mean, well, I, I ended remember, up getting pregnant. Yeah, I mean, so. that'll change it for you. you know? <laughs> that really changes. That really changes the partying. Yeah. Um, I got married, and at 19, and I wasn't pregnant, Right. <laughs> ironically, right. Uh, which is everyone's first question. Shortly after. Um... And 
the funny part is a lot of our friends were partiers for years and I just was never I never was I would go to the bars with them and I would hang out and and but by 10 o'clock I was like I am really tired yeah (laughs) I really need to go to bed um like yeah I just I grew out of that pretty early yeah well that's good I mean, yeah. thank goodness. Yeah. It could have gone in a lot of different directions. Yep. hmm I thought of that many times. Just the grace that I've had on my life. Um, oh, for sure. That I just that so many, so many crazy things that we did as kids that I'm like, I remember just... I look at my kids and I think, I, I can't believe that I did things right. younger than you. That like right. you, that I should have gotten in trouble. I should have gotten hurt. I should have, I, but I was just, I was spared. Um, I remember in the eighth grade going with my friend Star um, to, we walked to McDonald's places uh because we were in the eighth grade and met these college guys which think of that through like when you think of it now you're like why are you hanging out with like 13 heads and i remember going back to their apartment with them because they said like oh we're gonna hang out and they lived in hurtland and come back with us going back to their apartment with them drinking playing quarters with tequila yeah and Drank so much I blacked out. Wow. And I was in the eighth grade. That's And just the fact that, like, nothing happened. Yeah. I didn't get hurt. I didn't, I mean, so many horrible things could have happened to me. And yet, other than the fact that I was up all night puking and then tried to convince my dad, of all people who is (laughs) not naive to anything like that, uh, that I had eaten some really bad greasy pizza. (laughs) <laughs> that piece was so greasy and I think he he even had grace on me at that point knowing like this is punishment enough because I puked for 10 hours um, just the things that that we did as kids that you look back and wow. it's crazy yeah it's really crazy. it really is mm-hmm. um, so let's go back to so you um you got married really young, and I mean, mainly because you were just head over heels in love, I assume. Yeah, I mean, honestly, what's really interesting is I think, um, looking back, I was definitely completely enamored um, from the beginning, but I think a lot of why we got married really young was just circumstantial. It was kind of like, I wasn't going to college, Mm-hmm. I barely graduated high school. I mean, that right. was... And I never even thought about college, which is funny. You know, yeah. my kids, it's like, that's just what you Natural. lean toward as they're in high school. And right. um, never thought about it. Knew early on, my mom did, like, in-home daycare. And I knew since I was young that I just wanted to have kids. Um, and a few of them. Right. And I've always <laughs> just loved kids, loved have being around them. And um, so I knew that. Um, 
And my parents, when I was 18, uh, downsized um, okay. and moved into a one-bedroom. Okay. And at that point, well, said it's time to find a place. Right. So that was <laughs> so we moved in together, and then it was like, this is just the next step. Might as well just get married. Yep. And I feel like um, that was a really that was a huge hardship on us early on. We really struggled early on because Eric got really thrown into it. And he felt pressured. Definitely. Like, I need to take care of you because someone has to take care of you because you're 18. And I mean, he's only a year older than me, but like we you know, saying. we just like, I'm well, not going to let you too, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to let you just move in, you know, move out on your own. So. I think there was a lot of pressure in his own mind Mm -hmm. to take care of me. And so then it was pressure. And I remember pressuring him then. Like, well, let's just get married because I want to have kids. And um, and I was so young, which is crazy. So we did. Um, And that was really hard. Yeah. It was really hard because I got pregnant with. I, I got pregnant before Amber and had a miscarriage and then got pregnant with Amber. I had her maybe a year and a half after we got married. I was 20. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's so young. It's crazy. I know. Now when you look back, it's you're like, absolutely wow. crazy. It's insane. Um, I look so, at my kids and I'm like, you could never. Right. No way. Right now. No way. Yeah. So, I mean, it only took a matter, though, of maybe three years after we had Amber that we were going to split up. Wow. Because we just, we didn't know how to be married. Did you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Or? I mean, it was, it's fine. Um, so you had Amber and then... And Alex, um, I had just had Alex. Okay. He was just like two weeks old. Okay. So then what led to you thinking that it, it wasn't going to work out. Um, I think it had been a downhill process, probably like maybe six months or a year before I had Alex. Um, and we just grew apart. Okay. And I think that, you know, we both really, we loved each other. We just weren't in love with each other. Okay. That's what I would say. Um, and did you accidentally get pregnant then, or accidentally on purpose, or no, did you think I, that maybe that would help? I don't think either of us thought that we would ever split up. Okay. We just, we really loved each other. Right. We never fought. Right. It wasn't like that, ever. Um, and so it was like, well, let's have another one. You just um, weren't like super connected. Totally. Uh, and then, you know, there were some hard circumstances in there and over time it was just yeah it came to a head and then I remember sitting up all night with him one night and working out like okay we have these two kids we're still going to do holidays together I mean we talked it through so lovingly wow we're gonna we're gonna parent together we could do holidays together we can do um he was going to move out and I'm like, you can stay here until you find a place. And we just, you know, we had worked it all out and, 
couple days later, um, my friend Sherry, who I was really good friends with, still am, um, lived next door to us, and she had been helping with the kids, and because I was a wreck. I mean, like, we were good talking with Shirley, but I was devastated. Right. And um, so she talked to her, and I started going to church with her, and um, I mean, that's a whole nother story. That's, right. Um, but I kind of made the decision then, like, I think that you should just try to make it work. Okay. And, but and Eric hadn't. Um, and then it was only like two weeks later that um, he just decided he, and that too is an awesome story, but it's a full story. Um, and so he had an experience where it made him decide, um, okay, I'm all in. Wow. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but at least I can say I'm all in. Right. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to try because really we've never try. tried. And, uh, so we tried and, and we went to intensive counseling for a full year. Okay. Um, which was amazing. We had an amazing counselor. And then we, uh, I remember we went on a marriage retreat and that was life changing. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Um, well, nobody teaches you how to be married. No. So you really have to, you're kind of like thrown into the ocean and yep. like figure out how to swim yep. kind of a thing. Especially so young. But right. even in general, it's just, we had no one speaking into our lives. Right. We had no one alongside us to tell us like, okay, there are challenges or, you know, communication is key or you know, even one of the things that they went over on the marriage retreat was intimacy. Right. And being honest with each other mm-hmm. about what works and what doesn't. Right. And, um, that was something I had never heard. Yeah. No one ever told me anything like that, you know? Sure. And no one ever taught us how to talk to each other. Yeah. A lot of it was just, you know, sweep under the rug, sweep under the rug, sweep under the rug. And over time, you're like... The rug's full. It is. (laughs) And now what do we do? Right. Um, Which was really interesting, having a daughter who just got married. Because there are so many things that I... We're just so open. Yeah. And we love to talk. Well, she's got a leg up for sure. Everything. You know, and she has great people in her life, which is key. We just never had any. I think it was just a different time back then. Right. You know, there wasn't a lot of mentoring or um, talking about communication, especially coming out of my parents' era, which was my reference. Mm -hmm. Um, They didn't do things like that. And my parents are deeply in love with each other. They adore each other. Right. They... It wasn't like that. Well, I think both of our parents, they fell into that, um, you know, very traditional absolutely kind of uh, situation, which, you know, whether, I don't know, whether you believe in that or not, Mm -hmm. like, sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. Yep. Um, 
I think both of us are in marriages where we play a traditional female Mm -hmm. role, but that doesn't mean that our voices aren't heard or, you know, that there's not like communication about the way we feel or that we don't get to be number one. Yeah. And I can trust that Eric is going to make wise decisions in his life based on the fact that I know he always has my best interest at heart. Right. Always. Right. He's always thinking about how things will affect me, how I would like it or wouldn't like it or, and just based on the way that he loves me. Right. And that makes a huge difference. I mean, I think it's interesting because I think part of, um, what is hard for some people about a traditional marriage or, and you know, by that I just mean I do most of the housework and I'm right. home and I cook and I, he works and me too. you know, um, but that's also led to what has been really, really good in our marriage. Um, and what's funny is John touched on, when he was talking to you one time about the five love languages. Ironically enough, I've never read the book. Oh my gosh, um, But I know really? the love languages. I mean, I've, I've studied them and I've discussed them with many people. I just have never read the book. And so I have certain, you know, I'm touch and mostly touch. Um, <laughs> mostly, uh, which is, you know, something that Eric said to learn. Um, but Eric is time, mm. time, his own time. Oh, um, time to just be him, time okay. to go hunting, time to go golfing, time to go be with friends, be with, and that's never been a struggle for me. Right. Because I grew up in a house where not in the healthiest of ways, my dad really did. He went and did what he wanted and my right. mom the kids and so it's interesting because I think that's something that I just grew up like oh I don't care if you go do your own thing um but we've managed to do it in a healthy way right but it's just something that's never bothered me and it has really helped our marriage because he still gets to be him he's his own person well and with you being at home too it gives you something to talk about totally That's what, you know, one of the things that, you know, everybody's always like, oh my gosh, how do you handle, like, your husband working out of town all the time and, you know, not being around and then going away on Mm -hmm. weekends or whatever. But, you know, it gives us something to talk about. We Things are interesting and I look forward to seeing him and we look forward to doing, you know, special things together. Yep. Because we're not together 24-7. Yes. And he encourages the same in me. Right. Go be with your friends. Go do sure. your thing. And the funny part is, we will. We would always choose to, to be, be with together. each other Us over anyone else. Yep. Um, we love being. But together. maybe you, maybe you feel that way Absolutely. because mm-hmm. there's an alternative. Absolutely. Yes. And it's. I just think it's really healthy. I look at marriages where people, you know, they rule over their husbands. 
every minute. Right. They rule over, you know, where are you and what are you doing? And I, I don't understand that at all. It's so um, unhealthy. I think and it creates a resentment. Yes. It's um, very I don't want to have to tell you where I am every minute. Because I'm an adult. Right. I'm a grown-ass woman. You know, right. I, I shouldn't have to do that. And the same, you know, with him. And there's, it teaches you how to trust each other. Well, and that's the other thing, too. I mean, we can touch on that, too. We have pretty similar marriages in that, like, full 100% trust. Oh, gosh. If I didn't answer the phone, he wouldn't immediately assume that I'm doing something shady. Mm -mm. And vice versa. I... He He's not even here half the time, and I never question, like, if he's up to something no. bad, you know? Or yeah, I can go all day not talking to him, which is funny, because I have girlfriends who will say, like, oh, well, where's Eric today? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I, I didn't ask him. Like, <laughs> and, but that's okay. Right, um, right. I'm like, he's just, when he leaves to go to work, I, because he's self-employed, so he's just, he's not in an office all day. Right. So he's out and about, and I would never think, like, where is he? Right. Ever. Or, like, um, quick hop on, find my friends, and no. find and, his location. Um, he, yeah, he would never think the same for me. He doesn't know what I'm doing most of the time. Right. Um, and yet, at night, we're together, and we talk about our day, and that's it. It's healthy. Well, another similarity that we have is that we're both football widows. Yes. Um... It's pretty intense. Very intense. And uh, we just started on Sunday. Yes. So I mm-hmm. thought we would talk a little mm-hmm. bit about that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's quite a um, obsession. Mm-hmm. My husband is a extreme Dallas Cowboy fan. Yes. Um, and your husband is an extreme, extreme. Green Bay Packer it's fan. Extreme. Yep, mm-hmm. they still are friends. Yes, they can. So come together <laughs> in a mutual understanding of they just agree love and respect. to yes. disagree. Yes, and I think they've both been pretty respectful of the other's team, which is not yes. the usual mm-hmm. circumstance. Yep, you don't need to talk trash just no. to be a fan. No mm-hmm. trash talking. Yep. Um, yeah, but it is—it's a whole different. It's something quality. I really had to get used to. And yes. honestly, in the beginning, that was one of the things I resented. Yes. Um, be- because I wasn't getting what I was craving, you know, and right. learning how to love each other is key. Um, but my dad always watched the Packer games, but it was really low key. Yeah. I mean, really low key. Uh, I don't recall my dad ever watching football. It just was not. If he didn't watch the game, he'd be fine. Right. If he, I mean, that is not the case in our life. Oh, God, no. We're coming back from a Thank trip God for on a Sunday, and I had to switch our flights so that we yeah. could get back in time for the game. Yes. Yes. It's insane. I've been there. We got married on a Friday. I've been there. Believe me. <laughs> so that the gift yes. opening wouldn't fall on a Sunday. <laughs> I remember um, Alex was born during preseason, and I remember being in the hospital, and it happened to fall on a Monday night, oh, and okay. the Packers happened to be playing on a Monday night, and I remember Eric sitting in the hospital room watching the Packer game while I was over in the bed, like, I'm having a contraction, <laughs> and he was like, but they're playing, right? I mean, that was, mm-hmm. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I so know. I feel your pain. Yep. I feel your pain. Yeah. 
So it was that was an adjustment. Um, it is. I didn't. Well, just I not think too, if you don't have that same kind of a feeling towards anything, yeah. like I don't have anything that I'm that passionate. Passionate. About. Passionate is is the word. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're very passionate mm-hmm. about the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. I mean, he's got a star on his house. Yeah, we have a star on our yeah. house. His, our cars are blue. Our garage floor was epoxied in blue silver. Yeah, we're actually having our house sided blue. No joke. Oh, gosh. yeah, it's nuts. Mm-hmm. It is nuts. Yes. Um. Yeah, it is. Uh, the obsession is real. Yes. But I've I've managed to kind of get over it a little bit. I've managed to embrace it. Um, well, you you're a fan. I mean, yeah. I but it took a long time to get there. Do you and watch then, the whole game? Ah, uh, yes. Even wow. if he's not home, I typically watch the game. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to watch the game because you might I, accidentally tell him something. No, I'm bad luck. Oh god. Whenever I watch the game, they lose. Mm. Or if I wear something, I mean that's a shame. Yeah, I know. If I wear something Dallas Cowboy on game day, I'm not allowed to do that anymore because they've lost every Ooh, time I wore something. Luck. So I can wear stuff, but it has to be on a different day. During the week. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. I mean, at least you know your limitations. I, you know, you, know, you got to know your boundaries. Um, Respect the boundaries. Yeah. You know, he actually, he flounders between uh, believing in God and the... Um, <laughs> And believing superstition. <laughs> so, trying to I'm balance like, the two. you know, yeah. I, I'm thinking that it's probably not, um, it's probably not me. Yeah. I'm going to guess it probably has a little bit more to do with the players, but, right. you know, whatever, right. whatever. Whatever floats your boat, man. <laughs> whatever helps you sleep at yep. night. Yep. So, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. Uh, and I assume you probably have a lot of paraphernalia. I do as well. Of course. Yeah. I'm allowed to wear it though. Oh, I no. need it. You know, <laughs> so it helps. Because otherwise, I don't think I would actually be wearing it out and about during the week. No, well, like a sweatshirt, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, unfortunately, you know, where you at least have the nice colors with the cowboys. Yeah, Packer uh, colors are not flattering. Not no. flattering. So I don't really wear that. No. During the week, ever. Um, if it's not game day, I'm, I'm not going to wear it. Yeah, I see, I actually, I really like blue and silver. Yeah, so. they have great colors. That makes a big <laughs> Well, difference. at least I've got that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that is hilarious. It is so, um, it's just a whole different situation. Yep, it's a different mindset in life. So you grew up as the youngest and I grew up as yes. the oldest and I wanted to talk about like what the difference mm-hmm. in the dynamic in your family is when you are the oldest versus the youngest. There's a reason that my nickname is Boo Boo. And what is the reason? Um, I was spoiled a little. What? Um, just a little. And <laughs> where... Um, my siblings maybe had it a little harder a little. with, mm-hmm. you know, my dad, especially being a little um, more hard-nosed with them. Um, I got away with a lot more. and But I definitely was a whiner when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And um, specifically 
one day I had been crying again and <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure actually it was related to a flashlight being in my eyes. <laughs> my brother shining a flashlight into my eyes and me crying because it hurt and then him he's the one who, who coined boo-boo and saying to me like you're just a little boo-boo and it stuck and everyone in my life has called me that since it's so crazy mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to call you Lindsay no one does the funny part is like when my nieces and nephews were younger you know before they really understood names if you would say Lindsay Aunt Lindsay something like that I mean they would have no idea who you were talking about literally no idea who you were talking about well even sometimes I have to remind John that my name is Jennifer yeah like nobody calls me that yep it's kind of funny Mm -hmm. um well I had a different experience definitely (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was not spoiled it was quite the opposite yes being the oldest Mm -hmm. um and how do you think that you fit in with your siblings? So you have two older sisters, an older brother, mm-hmm. and then you. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like you each kind of fell into a category? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it was part of why um, I was given so much freedom and leeway uh, was because Kim was first. Right, Kim was the so, wild child. yes. Um, so Married a rock star. Was, was a partier. A hellion. Um, <laughs> and then Mary was a good child. Studious. Definitely. Yes. And um, didn't do anything wrong. Was a good girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Scott was the boy. Um, and also ran my parents through the ringer. Yeah, well, he was, um, like, ADHD. Definitely. Yep. Hyperactive. Yep. Was diagnosed with that as a kid, but, which is funny, because that wasn't even really a thing back then, but No, like, you definitely yep. knew it then. <laughs> and I remember they tried, like, Ritalin with him when he was younger, and it just didn't work. Crazy. Um But he was, he ran the, the ringer. Yeah. Um, so by the time they got to me, I think they were just tired. Right. <laughs> you know, and well, they, like, I think they probably hoped that you would just sort of like, you know, you would just sort of float up on your own. Yeah. Well, and so honestly, I think that that was um, part of what led to me being a little crazy in high school. Not that I ever gave them a lot of trouble. I just did because I, you know, I think like drinking and really even pot, it just wasn't a huge deal in their eyes. Right. It just, they didn't care as much. Um, and that was really all I ever did ish. Um, <laughs> and so I think that, um, you know, they really, my mom worked nights and so they really had a lot going on. Right. And, by the time I was in high school, my siblings, none of them lived at home. Right. Um, so I kind of was by myself a lot, which is part of why we spent so much time together. Mm-hmm. Um, I was... Kind of an only child. Then. Yeah. And I, I mean, I really did a lot of kind of just finding my own way back then. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I was the youngest. And yet, it was interesting because I was kind of alone. Right. Um... But when we were younger, certainly, I was 
um, not favored. I was, you, you know, I was favored. the baby. I was the baby. Uh, but I also was severely picked on by my brother. <laughs> so, I mean, I paid for it in other ways. Right. And I think it was, you know, when I look at it, um, Kim and Mary were so close in age, so they were really close. Yeah. And then I would say I was closest growing up to my brother because he was next to mine. He was next to me. Right. Um, I really looked up to him a lot, especially right. in high school, like, or, you know, middle school, high school, younger. I remember just really wanting to hang out with his friends. Right. Be the typical little cool. sister. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was kind of where I fell. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I I was really close to him, too, in that time, too, because mm-hmm. he and I were pretty much the same age. Yep. Um, but I hang, hung out with you quite a bit as well. Um, so, yeah, well, that was super fun yeah. to talk about yeah. today. And I was really excited for you to come over and um, and just, you know, open up a conversation and talk about whatever kind of flowed. Same kind of conversation we've had so many times. <laughs> yeah. Never recorded it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was good. I, maybe we should just bring this stuff to Christmas and just oh gosh. open it up. Oh gosh. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ready for Lester. No, I don't think so. Yes. I don't think anyone's ready for anything that's yes. happening. But you have a pretty um, crazy family. So I... Thank you so much for coming over and doing this with me today. My pleasure. It was super fun. And I just want to remind everyone to please follow me on Instagram at Better Me Podcast. And if you have any show ideas or if you want to connect with me, leave a comment. You can email me at bettermepodcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to rate and review. I love it when I get reviews. I love it when I get five-star ratings. So... Thank you so much, and we will talk soon. Bye-bye.